Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Jack, um, there's no Premier League this weekend, so that gives us a lot of time to talk about um, what's going wrong at Liverpool. Since the last Cop On podcast, it's all been going to pot. It's been going to hell. It's been going to hell in a handbasket. It's going straight to hell. It's not passing go. It's just going straight there. And I wonder... Um, how your season expectations have changed now, um, given our terrible form, because I think, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, I think we'll do well, even if Thiago stays fit, we do well to finish seventh. I'm going for like, we'll finish between eighth and 10th in the Premier League. Am I being ridiculously pessimistic? What? How are you feeling, Jack? Yeah, firstly, Owen, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, apology, Nigel, and everyone waiting. Um, taxi duties for the family, so it's it's my fault we're late. Um, so apologise. Um, uh, thank you once again, Owen. And yeah, I understand where you're coming from in terms of. I think all of us are have to have a reality check in terms of the perf- the performance levels in which Liverpool have been shown since the start of the beginning of the season where you could, you could probably take away the Manchester City Community Shield game as probably our best performance of the season, quite rightly so, by a million miles away. But I was thinking that too, mate. I think we've got European games to look forward to as of yet, as, it, as of recording. Um, I think they're going ahead. Correct, uh, apologies, I'm wrong, everyone. Um, but I think they might be going ahead. So if that is the case, then we can look to... European games and and we will discuss the Napoli defeat probably in uh, in into ninth episode. Maybe, but yeah, sixth and seventh. That's the reality, isn't it, Owen and, and everyone listening? But the aspirations of Liverpool at the start of this season were to at least compete with Manchester City again after the tremendous season we had on all four fronts in all competitions, but. I think there has to be some realisation setting in and I've had that very similar one in terms of what are our expectations going forward. We know what they are, but if performances of recent times over the last couple of weeks and even the last couple of days, if we continue in that run and vein of form, then it's going to be really disappointing. And given the extent of injuries and, as you said, Thiago coming back, it's... Is it another way of playing and different philosophy? Uh, I think um, did I, um, yeah, uh, uh, Jürgen Klopp's quotes um, reinvent ourselves. I think they're two words that he, he used in his interview after the Champions League Napoli game, and I think potentially we might need to do that. Oh, it's a really interesting answer, and and um, uh, stay with you, Nigel. He's he's um, you know walking around. Someone's asking if uh, Alan. Alan the cat says, did Nigel film the Blair Witch Project because his camera has been walking through his work? Uh, but I think he's ready to talk uh, now. But I just want to stay stay with you um, just for one moment, uh, Jack, because you're, you know, you're talking about reinventing ourselves. I mean, I think Klopp actually meant, because, you know, if you watch a few of his different interviews, I think what he actually meant is something that they mentioned on the Anfield rap, which is like to reset rather than reinvent but I don't know if it's possible Jack because Klopp football if you're looking at resetting going back to the basics going back to the things we do well in any Jurgen Klopp team you need 
huge amounts of energy for it to work without the huge amounts of energy you've got you've got no hope and that's what we've seen this year stats back it up for you know dan kennett on twitter put some great stats out about how yet again like we did against newcastle and like we've done every game this season we haven't outrun the opposition for example and there were lots of other stats about sprints we're sprinting less going back to the basics i don't i think it's too simplistic because i don't think we can because i don't think we've got the energy i think it's as simple as that um how are we going to reset it or reinvent it jack yeah it's it's an interesting interpretation and i think i have seen a couple of his interviews as well maybe but the way i took that as you said it's it's difficult to get uh, as in, it's probably a lot more well-educated, 100% more well-educated with degrees in terms of psychology of sport and everything. But as you said, Owen and, and everyone listening, it, it is going to be different, difficult, really, in reality, when we've seen what these lads have done over the space of four seasons, even before that season, the, the great genuine album goal against Middlesbrough at the back end of the season to the Champions League football, which is probably one of the very early steps of the, the road in which we do find ourselves in prior to the, the beginning of the season. I look at it, mate, I don't know how you feel and, and everyone listening, Nigel. When I've watched Liverpool in recent weeks and even the drawed games we have had over the last couple of seasons where we've missed out on the title by one or two points, this, for me, the way I watch it might be completely wrong, but I would like us to see a different tactical deploy in the certain games we don't always have to continuously play the high line even that Napoli game I think we were at sixes and sevens and when Liverpool have struggled I felt just sit 20-30 yards deeper we've got the quality most importantly of the players on the pitch to to play a different brand of style and I don't know the signing of Nunes did it call upon a different change of formation tactically, but I look at certain games where we drop points over the last couple of years and I'm wanting to see something different. Um, Arigi, for me personally, offered that something different to something that Liverpool didn't have when he had, i.e. Uh, Roberto Firmino on the pitch. When Arigi didn't come in, he impacted games. He offered Liverpool an outlet, a different style of play, potentially, um, when we've become unstuck. And that game against Everton, Liverpool ran out of ideas come what the end of that game. Yes, we created a couple of chances, but for me, I didn't feel like we we grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. And as to say, it, it's impossible to compare with City because their wealth of quality on the pitch and on the bench and in reserves. But when you analyse Liverpool, Nunes, he can play on the floor, he can play in the air. Firmino, one of the best, best false nines when he is on in the ground in terms of creating. Or when Firmino drops too deep, that is where the situations do arise where Liverpool struggle and I think we've seen that in recent weeks mate but yeah I'd like us to see a different approach to certain games and certain moments I think that would much that would improve us massively going forward yeah okay very interesting stuff very interesting stuff Nigel you found a place you found a nice quiet place where you can talk and, and and rant and rave perhaps or give us some constructive um you know criticism some some kind of i just want to know i mean we were absolutely awful against against napoli i i, I think it was our worst ever um result in the champions league or even the european cup i'm pretty sure um i'm going to ask you is there a fix 
Nigel, is there a fix for this for this rubbish that we've been seeing? Is it what like what Jack's saying? Is it tweaking the system? Is it changing the formation? Is it I don't know? Give us give me your thoughts, or it's all rubbish. We're doomed. Um, no, I don't think we're doomed, but we've got to. It, it, it's it's there needs to be a tweak to the system, but I think the tweak might need to be kind of rain trends forward runs in a bit when he was pushing forward the other night he was caught right hand side and they had like two or three men running at uh joe gomez and uh, who didn't really cover himself in glory the other night you know he was but he was he was caught he was wide open he got he had three or four guys running down his his wing and trent was caught up the field lots especially in the first half like he's got to try and if he's supposed to be playing right back try and play a bit right back you know it's it's just don't keep pushing into the spaces, hoping the ball is going to come to him. There's a time and a place, and we were getting absolutely destroyed. Like, we were looking, we weren't seven or eight nil down at half time. That's how bad we were. Uh, uh, Virgil van Dijk made a, a very good clearance. Allison made two or three good saves, and they missed a the couple. You know, facts are facts. We were miserable the other night. We were so bad. So, like, there's got to be, I think, all the back four. I'm excluding Allison from this. I'm not including the back five. I'm excluding Allison from this. Uh, all the back four have to got to take certain amounts of blame for that the other night. Um, I thought Fabinho had a, a very poor game, and I love Fabinho. I think he's a great player, but he was poor the other night. He was he, there was no protection. Now maybe that's because we're missing two or three players in the middle as well. But like Millie put himself under pressure with a, a tackle when he went through that guy. Um, but like. All the all these factors of guys not covering their positions, not playing, not following markers. Look at the what was it, the second goal? Third uh, one. The guy ran. The guy mm. ran at, ran at Gomez down the wing, played the ball in outside and, and ran into the space. And it was it was statues. It just stood yeah, the there. Second one. Yeah. No. With Sam Barranky yeah. said that 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 one two. Yeah, that set that was a second yeah. goal, wasn't it? And there it was, was so really many. Nice one, two, but yeah. So simple. It's easy it to make one twos if nobody moves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, but there's but there's so many problems. There are so many things to look at from that game that we can look at. But 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 what you mentioned about Trent staying back. I mean, Gomez as 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 god awful as he was. I mean, is there is there um is there an idea that we could play Gomez in the next game whenever that is um, at right back? To, and play him as a right back because our problem i think which is the next thing i wanted to think about uh and talk about is if we're going to play trent in the usual trent position then we need to find uh, a solution for for harvey elliott because harvey in the eight as wonderful as he's been with the ball without the ball has been a ghost you know has been absolutely invisible as as invisible as one of my auntie's body burps uh and you know as it causes as and causing as much damage as one of her her you know her breaking wind moments um so yeah i don't know can we nigel can we change harvey in the eight as well to give trent cover or just play gomez back there and then keep keep him as defensive move trent to midfield why is henderson's injured i don't know could that be a well, wild card nigel we just didn't break wind the other night we got up on the kitchen table and cracked all over it <laughs> yeah um i think i was just thinking, thinking about it there when you were talking about it moving trent up and about harvey I, I just think trent and harvey might have got kind of crossed wires they were kind of playing in the same position and chasing shadows there was just nothing they were like they, they just went straight through us straight through that gap mm. 
And it, like it's isolating Salah on the wing as well because he's getting no decent balls down the wing either. He's he's stuck out in the corner as well. You know, when we've seen Salah before, he's cutting in from the, the wing and taking shots and causing havoc across the wing. But he's stuck. He's stuck there in the corner and and kind of hardly is stuck in front of him. And Trent pushing on is getting is getting caught with thirty yards of space in over his head. And we got caught big time with that the other night. We're just knocking the ball into the spaces and catching us with pace. We've got to try and get a shape. Uh, now uh, and the other the other thing I was I, me and my dad were watching the game and I, and I kept saying this to me dad when we're passing the ball like we're passing the ball and we're sticking it under our own players feet there's no ball in front of that the man can move on to to, to uh, like progress the ball on in a positive manner feet I mean take the ball out and it's wasting time and giving their players a chance to get back we did that so many times the other night it was it was painful is what it was that was it's just, we've got to rearrange the system where we can get the ball in front of our players let them run onto it instead of stopping and going back for the ball or having to stop the ball under your feet and then try and dig it out it's costing vital milliseconds yeah you're absolutely right there was far too much of that and again um you know but the shell shot look on so many so many of our players faces jack um you know they don't look like they're 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 confident they they look like they know that they're in trouble and there's something that jan mulby said on the excellent anfield index show uh with uh trev downey they were talking um well trev was asking him about you know what, what was what was worrying jan the most and Jan Mulby was saying that um, uh, the worst thing for him was the lack of reaction, you know, because you you lose a chance in the first two minutes of the match and they hit the post after, you know, one minute, 20 seconds. Ozzyman, who was absolutely fabulous, going in on goal, hitting the outside of the... Oh, excellent. Abdul's going to join us as well. Um, Hitting the outside of the post after two minutes. Then, okay, you can see the penalty. They score. Then you can see the second penalty and they miss. And there's no reaction to any of it, Jack. And it's something that is really very, uh, very worrying, isn't it? I mean... What do you think about it, you know, about Harvey Elliott in the eight, about, you know, the reaction? Is there a fix to this, you know, anything anything we've been talking about? And then I'll get into the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get Abdul's uh, opinion on this as well. Hello, Abdul. Uh, but what do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, in terms of the, uh, address the Elliott one at the minute, physically, he's 19 years old and he, we've seen trends. I think Trent in the last two years, he's more, especially over the last 12 months, he's physically filled a bit more out and that's helped him defensively from a strength point of view. Um, but don't get me started on his defensive awareness, <laughs> especially for that Napoli game, non-existent. Um, but I think Elliot, he's been thrust upon a team that, and an environment where there's you need to come in, and yes, we've spoke about in recent pods where this is Liverpool football club. Just you can't be a passenger if you're young enough, you're good enough, and Jurgen Klopp feels you can put come into this squad, you can hit the ground running. But I think Elliot coming in has coincided with a lot of players around him. I think we can all agree Elliot's been easy in the top three of everyone's selection for best players that have started the season, really. But I think. As he said, mate, and we spoke about when when Elliot does play in that right hand side, the midfield three, we are defensively open down that right hand side, and I think that's something they will evaluate. Obviously, in the Ajax game and the over the next two weeks, in terms of analysing all the data, I think 
as you said, we potentially do need to put chain, not chain formation, but move Elliot into another position. But as we, as everyone's spoken about, it's about personnel. And at the minute, we haven't got anyone else to come in apart from James Milner, who will, oh, uh, he'll be on life support by the end of like a couple of weeks because that man should not be playing three games in the space of a week. Yes, he's probably the fittest player in Liverpool's team, but that's at the test of the beginning of the season when minutes haven't been played. But yeah, and in terms of, as Nigel was saying, the defensive line, and there needs to be something analysed in terms of we do need to do something. Um, what was the second question? Oh, apologies, uh, in terms of... Oh, it was just go wherever you like. Yeah, it, no, to be honest, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that's it's a, yeah, it's a quick one in terms of what Nigel said with the line. It was very, mm. very interesting. And oh, yeah, that was it in terms of reaction, as Jan Moby was saying yes, on the index. The yeah. Yes. yeah, um, it's it's interesting to come from obviously he knows he, he played the heart of Liverpool's midfield in a very successful period for the Reds. And as he said, oh, and when that second penalty got saved, well. There was no reaction. I would have thought all of you watching or listening would have liked to have seen a reaction. But I think we've been waiting for a couple of weeks now, haven't we, for that reaction? And quite frankly, it hasn't come. And it come against, I would respect to Bournemouth, but it's Bournemouth. Um, I think it was very reminiscent in terms of the way Bournemouth did approach that game at Anfield. The way Scott Parker didn't change his tactics. But when you do that against elite opposition at Napoli are or in European competition or whoever you're playing, you get very quickly found out and there's no more like we did uh, on Wednesday. I was very disappointed, mate. But yeah, we need to sort it out. And this way, Jürgen and the tactical uh, people get paid millions to uh, sort these issues. And, and I'm hoping, and I think we all we are, we all know Jürgen can turn this around 100%. Um, uh, I, yeah, oh, I mean, Jürgen, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Abdul. I don't know. Honestly, I've already like resigned myself to this season's going to be rubbish because we ha we we haven't strengthened where we obviously needed to strengthen uh in in key areas i've been thinking that we actually need four players in midfield uh, i don't know what you reckon about that abdul because okay bear with me i think you need to replace nabby cater you need to replace oxlade chamberlain you need to replace uh, Jeannie Vineldon, who we haven't replaced. Uh, so that's why we've been missing him. Lots of people on lots of podcasts saying how much we miss Jeannie. I don't think we miss Jeannie, but we we miss a player like Jeannie or someone to come in. But that's that's three of them. And then uh, you need to replace Henderson and Milner. So that's five that you need to replace. But we've got Harvey Elliott, who arguably, like I'm arguing before, shouldn't play in an eight. You should, you have to, like Jack was saying, tweak the system somehow. Or, you know, put Joe Gomez at right back so Trent doesn't vacate all that space. But you've got Harvey Elliott, who's a talent, or Curtis Jones, that's a talent. But we need at least three Abdul midfielders. We haven't got them. Thiago's coming back. He's going to make a huge difference to us. But I don't know. This is, this is you know, this is panic stations in my mind. You know, the, the little, uh, you know, sort of people, all the many people, the crowds that live inside my head, they're all in panic mode. You know, I need to get the the mind police on them to gas them back back to their homes where they can have a nice lie down 
How are you, Abdul? What's going on? What do you reckon about this midfield situation? First is first. Uh, pleasure to be back on the show. Glad to see you guys. Uh, nice to nice to connect again. Um, obviously, might not be the right place to do this, but also got to say a little, you know, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. You know, wherever you are. Hope uh, hope the angels are whatever Charles said earlier. Um, and yeah, I'd also like to thank her for, you know, passing at such an auspicious moment because I really was not looking forward to watching Liverpool tomorrow. Uh, so that game is off now. And then what uh, Chelsea game is almost definitely going to be off as well. So we're not going to play a game in the domestic competitions until October the 1st, which is ample amounts of time on the training ground for Klopp. Really? Sorry to interrupt. Really? It's October the 1st, really? I haven't looked. Okay. We've got the international break coming up in oh, nine wow. days. So wow. oh, we've only got the Ajax match on Tuesday and that's it. Wow. So, so yeah, so. blessing in disguise for us then. What would you do? You would send them to Butlins to, to, <laughs> to chill out for a while? What, what would you do? Well, um, first things first, I think, I, I hope, I mean, look, the club, we've been running away over the last six, seven years where data and analytics is at the very core of everything that we do. I hope that Klopp has got his data team working overtime to try and see where exactly we are having problems in the team. He gave a very brief kind of rundown of what he thought were, were the problems in our team after the Napoli match. Basically said, we're not compact enough in midfield and as a result, we can't press effectively. And as a result, our high line then basically goes to poop because if there's no pressure in the midfield, then they can just play a ball over the top very easily. Um, but I think there is something more to it. It's not just a Napoli game. There's, 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 uh, yeah, there's something wrong in the team. Um, you can blame it on the fact that we haven't had a regular midfield uh, or we haven't had the best midfield uh, since the beginning of the season and the injury crisis. You can also possibly blame it on the fact that I think we played too many games in preseason. I also think we came back from the end of the season much too early. I think City came back 10 days after us and they didn't play as many games as we did last season. So I think it was a big... I, like, I get that we want to be the team which outruns everybody, but I don't think we needed to come back so early and I don't think we needed to do so much running in preseason. And I think Dan Kennett has said it on Twitter, like we've been outrun in every single game that we played this season, which is completely uncharacteristic of a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool team. So that's a big issue. The Harvey Elliott situation, uh, I feel like it's just an easy, I don't know, like, yeah, maybe there is something there in terms of the positioning and maybe he's a bit too wide and that's maybe the reason why we're not compact, which is fair enough, but I don't really feel 100% comfortable saying that his inter introduction to the team is the reason why we're not doing so well because I think he's been one of our best players this season and um, there's other players who... I think are on a bigger wage who uh, deserve to get called out first. Definitely Trent. I think everybody was, has, has been, you know, losing their hair over his defending in recent weeks. Um, not just the defending. Like, look, he's a good defender. Let's, let's get that straight, OK? Klopp said at the end of last season, like, when you're playing in this Liverpool team, the amount of goals that we don't concede, OK, you have to be doing a good, good job. And then secondly, the amount of times that he is faced one-on-one -on -one by wingers and... We don't usually hear about him getting beaten. We do remember the ones where he does get beaten. That's the thing. You can remember that Rashford will burn him for pace one time or 
whatever, and we'll concede the goal from there. But it's all the ones that you don't ever really think about. Like, and he's played against pretty much like all of the top wingers in the world over the last five years, and he shut up a lot of them. So I think for a fact, Trent Alexander-Arnold is a good defender. It's just um, this like attitude that he's had to his defending this season, where like he just gives up and he doesn't want even he doesn't show at all that he wants to try and get back, even if it's like a lost cause. Like he's just standing still. Like that, I completely understand that that pisses people off. Um, so yeah, definitely he has to have the spotlight on him for his defending. I think Mo Salah deserves a spotlight on him right now. Like the chance that he had in the first half against Napoli, where like literally he's great ball over the top to him, he just miscontrols it. Like if he gets a shot off there and we get a goal back, for, like I think that's a completely different game. We created a lot of good chances in that first half against Napoli. If we get them in the goal, completely different game in my opinion. Um, but yeah, sorry to, to ramble, but basically, yeah, it is a bit of an issue. I hope that the, the data team is like looking properly at it and they have the data there for Klopp. I hope that this extended break that we're about to have is going to be used to really look at what we need to do in the midfield. I think that something that's just uh, universal for life, uh, problems present opportunities to, to, to put forward solutions. And I think for a long time, this Liverpool team has kind of just gone for the same kind of solutions in terms of just chucking Henderson into the midfield and chucking Milner into the midfield. And I think right now, with the players that we have now and also with the players that we should be getting back by the end of this international break, so I think Ibu will be back. I think Henderson will be back again. And possibly, apparently, Naby Keita will be back, according to Guinea's manager. But if so, <laughs> and Curtis Jones as well, um, and Arthur's here now, we have Antiago's back and Jota's back fully. We can have, and Nunez is here, and Matip's back. So we have a lot of players who we can hopefully, like Klopp said, reinvent the team. And I really want to see a different looking team when we come back on October 1st, essentially. Um, it's a wonderful answer. Really good. Lots of things to to, to think about and talk about. But before... I go to the next guest. Um, Nigel, are you still are you still with us? Because he's turned his camera off and his mic off. Maybe he's walking yeah, home. Still here. Still here. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, before I come to you, Nigel, I don't know if you're... Are you walking home now? What's going on? No, no, no. I'm are still you, in the shop. You're still in the shop? Okay, well, so, I mean, that's dedication. If, that... I was, if I was walking home, I've got, I've got a 25-mile drive home. Oh, oh well, there you go. Well, you're not going to no, walk. I am okay, walking that. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, before I come to you uh, for the next question, then uh, uh, there is a little bit of, of housekeeping from some brilliant comments that are coming in. And everybody in the chat on, on YouTube, you're all very welcome. Alan asks, was it pasta for dinner, Abdul? This is a very important question. KFC, Alan. Sorry to disappoint. KFC! It wasn't, uh, it what a bucket. What did you go for? K KFC yeah, Zinger it, Tower Burger? It, it was that last night. So I've had KFC two nights in a row. It's not good. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's not good. Yeah. The only that. reason is because my mum was like, oh, let's go and get a bucket. So I was like, okay, fine. So yeah, that, that, that's what happened. <laughs> well, there you go. Blame it on your mum. She's a bad influence. Okay, there you go. What did you have for dinner, Jack? Did you have anything nice? Oh, can't hear you. Oh, I had salt and pepper chicken with, uh, fry, with fried rice. Uh, from Chinese. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's classy. That's classy. Okay, very good. Yeah, excellent. I had Chinese food for lunch. Um, 
Chinese noodles soup, dan dan. It's called. It's a it's a traditional soup, and you get the near the Pantheon in Paris. There's a a restaurant. I'll uh, let me know. Uh, Coponpodcast at gmail.com if you come into Paris and you want some Chinese noodles. I've got I've got the address, the address in this city. Um, but anyway, um, let's go back to football. A brilliant comment also coming in from Yeah Course. I can't pronounce your name correctly because it should be that. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the best I can do. Um, brilliant comment saying, I have experience of management in hospitality. There's only so many pick-me-ups and uh, so many new ideas, so many let's-go-agains in a team's life cycle. Now it's a stretch of a comparison, but my point stands. And I think that's a really good point. There's only so many times, like I think there's a myth associated with Liverpool that, you know, in many ways was, um, you know, put into, you know, uh, pulp and then turned into a book by our assistant manager. There's, there's a lot of myth around Liverpool, this kind of, yes, with a legendary team and, you know, the the boot room re revisited or however they called it between Pep Linders and, and Klopp. And um, there's a lot of myth and a, a lot of like, we go again, intensity is our identity identity but as i said a couple of times already this season half a pint of shandy is our modus operandi because it's not working out um nigel uh i don't know i had a question somewhere amongst that but um oh yeah abdul as as he said uh, as abdul said absolutely brilliant we've got all these players coming back so is it a case of we can get all the players back and we can suddenly play well again? Like we suddenly were brilliant against Bournemouth. We were suddenly brilliant against Man City in the Community Shield. Um, I don't know. How are your expectations when we get all the players back, Nigel? Well, it's going to be a little bit um, a bit of apprehension because uh, we haven't been starting well. You know what I mean? We're, we're, the two games we started well, we won't. We, we started well against Manchester City. We started well against Bournemouth. The rest of the games, we've been crap. We haven't started at all. Like we've conceded chances in the rest of the games. We could have been 4-0 down in 10 minutes the other night. We were the same against Newcastle. We've conceded the first goal in seven or eight games in a row, nearly. And uh, it's just a question of, I think, first of all, shape. There needs to be a shape on our team where we're saying, just hold your run for a minute. Hold back on that, that forward run for a second. See where we are. See how they're setting up. Don't get caught with a ball over the top. And settle down from there. That's just... That's, it's back to basics with this now. You know, apprehension is, is is the key word I think for for us in the next in the next game. Ajax are going to Ajax are not going to be afraid of us the other after seeing us play the other night. They went out and they hammered Rangers, and then Rangers might not be that great, but they're going to fancy if we're going to start coming plowing forward like that and leaving big gaps in behind, we're going to get caught. A little bit of common sense. Well, but, but but I mean, in many ways, that was you know, Napoli were the first decent team we've played all season. I know that Ajax, they've they've bought and sold tons of players, but you know, to to beat Rangers 4-0 is an absolutely fabulous result. And they, they they've started their season strongly. But you know, so far this season, if you discount the, the community shield, um, we've played Fulham, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, who I don't care what you say or how many ten hags, how many hags you bring me, uh, they're not a great team still. Um uh, we played Bournemouth, we played Newcastle, we played Everton, who were shite. And, like, we played Napoli, and we, we absolutely failed that test 
Nigel, but I don't know. Like, as you say, yeah, we've got to be more alert to the danger. That's one of the many, many problems that we've got. But um, I don't know. Can, can we be optimistic, Nigel, though? Can we think that, well, when Thiago's back controlling games and when Fabinho's had a nice, you know, nice rest, you know, I don't know. Can we be optimistic, um, Nigel? It's going to turn around after this, you know, enforced break of three, three and a half weeks? I hope so. But it, like, like I said, again, and go back to apprehension again. Um, it, it, it's not like, when is the last time a Liverpool, us as Liverpool fans or us collective have been in apprehensive mode? It doesn't happen. We've been going gung ho for mm -hmm. four or five years now. You know, we, you know, the last time I think we were. We might have been apprehension apprehensive was when uh, Dayan Lovren was playing centre half. You see the ball coming near him and just going, "Oh God, oh God!" Uh, but you know, um, we need, yeah, we need to address the problem. If we can address the problem, and I'm going back to it again, shape, shape is all important. All our, uh, as we were playing before, everything was structured. We seem to have kind of broken a little bit of the structure, particularly down the right hand side, or with the, with both fullbacks even. And then we're we're tying up our fullbacks with our midfielders and leaving gaps in behind, and we're getting caught because teams are sitting back. As far as I was concerned, all our key play from the last few years was get the ball down the wings and get in behind their fullbacks and cut it back. That worked really well. Now these teams, teams seem to be defending on the on their end line. Every time we go forward, they're just sitting in and inviting us on and we can't break it down at the moment. Yeah, great answer. Great answer. But you're not feeling your your apprehension. Like, yeah, I totally get it. I, A little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's it's... I think you're right to be apprehensive. Like I said, I still think we're going to finish around about eighth, maybe, um, this season, even with all of our players back. But Jack, I don't know. Are, are you, you know, more optimistic at the fact that you know Tiago's coming back and all these players are coming back? Yeah, Abdul has um, done a great point. And the word was obviously attitude in terms of the word. It's you can pinpoint that and, and pin it to a board. Uh, same with what Nigel said as well, attitude and shape. But most importantly and fundamentally, the attitude has absolutely stunk the place out in recent weeks. We all watched that Trent performance and a lot of other players as well. The fact that yeah, we've lambasted Manchester United for the best part of four, five, ten years for the, the way they've all applied themselves under certain managers and the attitude even to a certain extent in which has failed Liverpool and the certain moments, like i.e. the Leicester game, when we played Leicester, was it last season? Away from home, yes, it's small margins and you do lose the league by one or two points. We had a great season, but it's City have done that just bit extra. And uh, City have had these issues as well. Yes, you can talk about their squad depth, but still, they've had to continuously go again, go again, go again. And Liverpool had created an, a culture in recent seasons where psychologically that burden of waiting 30 years you thought oh sounds we've got over the 30 year wait for a league title we've got that but Jürgen Klopp brought that when he come into the football club winning titles in the Bundesliga he knew what it meant to win or get to get to at least Champions League finals and he turned to some doubters to believers but I think have we gone back to doubting again and I think <laughs> certain, se certain, I certain sections of the football <laughs> club and the fan base as well it feels to me that we've gone back to the doubters and it's whether Jürgen, if he's going to have to do another speech like that. And and it was a, there was a point as well that watching, I didn't go the game. It was the, it was the, the Newcastle game. Yeah. And a couple of mates went to the ground and 
he said there was quite a lot of people leaving before Liverpool got their second goal. And that's really, yes, I understand if you've got to go to your card and got to get out early or other commitments. But even if we are playing bad, I'm surprised Jürgen Klopp didn't go off his head because he has in the past. And I think Jürgen Klopp, he needs to do something big. We see him punching the cop every single home game after a win or a good performance. I'm hoping he can galvanise us one last time. But as as Rob said, and a lot the lads have already mentioned, it's it's what it's what minerals has this team got left? It's it's about time some of those players in that changing room stood up. There's, there's no feeling sorry for yourselves. It's Liverpool Football Club, one of the biggest institutions in world football. We've got no time for passengers. Um, we've seen the rest of the teams round us in the Premier League and in Europe as well. They've spent, we can't be feeling hard done for ourselves. Life goes on, football continues as well and, and Liverpool will be strong again. Well, I'm hoping, but we've got to get our act together soon and sooner rather than later. I think just one thing quickly, like talking about attitude and, you know, it does feel like it's, it's just something off with certain players. Like, And I think you can go through the spine of the team and, and you can just feel it. Um, like, you feel like Van Dyke isn't really there. Milner's giving him a bollocking, you know. What's that about? What is that about? Can you imagine that happening two, two, three seasons ago? Like Van Dyke, like not really being all there, you know. Um, Trent isn't there, you know. Salah isn't all there. Fabinho, I don't think, is all there. Um, the only one who I think is really there is Diaz, you know. Um, Harvey Elliott as well. But yeah, he's, he's a young lad. Like, he, he can't do it all by himself kind of thing. Um... It's just kind of like all of these players are our key players in our team. And right now, when we need at least one of them, like if Virgil was performing right now, and Alisson is performing to be fair, but if Virgil was performing right now, like we wouldn't we wouldn't have some of the losses or the draws that we've got this season. Like we would have been able to carry it through with just one of them, but all of them have just not been on it. And uh, it makes me sad to like watch Arsenal right now. Because I look at Arsenal and I see like the kind of attitude that, Liverpool have had encapsulated or like had a full grip on for like the last four seasons that's what I see in the Arsenal team right now I see a team full of confidence a team is willing to die for every like every single win um they're not taking it easy like they're not being complacent they lost to United fair enough Liverpool also lost to United but I see that kind of there's a kind of spark in them and it, fe- it feels like Liverpool are just flat at the moment we like we don't have that spark in us so um yeah it's I think it is mainly an attitude thing but then, yeah, the shape, like Nigel is saying, is like so important, especially to our team. So I hope that the data boys and the analytics, they're working on the shape behind the scenes. And I hope Klopp is going to be there on the training ground, making them do burpees until they... I hope Trent, like, look, we've got the weekend off. I hope Trent is just made to go to Anfield and just run, just just for the sake of it. Because, yeah, it's, it's just not on. It's just not on. But I just wonder, I mean, you know, the, the parallels people are making with, with, with Dortmund and Klopp's seventh season where they, they were in the relegation zone for a lot of that season. And Klopp, of course, he's he's super loyal uh, to his players, perhaps to a fault sometimes, although it's it's you know it's excellent that uh you know that that he backs people is really good for a team spirit and you know part of our success was because he was he is so loyal, of course. Um but the, the the parallels, like uh, when you when you talk about attitude and going back to year courses, comment about you know there's only so many times you can you can g people up with let's go again. There's so many 
only so many times we, you know, like any of us on this call, put us on the turf at Anfield, we're going to try our guts out. But for me, I've had too many Dan Dan Chinese soups and I'm going to last about three minutes before I'm like, I might actually like, you know, that'll be it. I'll be gone. I'll see you in the next life because, you know, that's what Dan Dan soup and age does to people. But like, cause, but my attitude, my attitude, my mental attitude would be spot on if I was ever on that pitch, but like, I don't have the talent and more, you know, the thing that, you know, unfortunately, I, I, it seems like some of our team are catching me up on is, is, is I don't have the physical capability and I just don't see that we've got the capability physically to run. And I saw um, Nigel, I saw um, Napoli versus Liverpool, a rerun of the highlights of, of Liverpool versus Napoli at Anfield, the famous 1-0 no Salah game uh, when Alisson pulled off that incredible save in the last minute, took us through the group stage. Of course, you remember that game. But um, if you look at the highlights back, we actually created a ton of chances. I don't know how Sadio Mane didn't score at least three and Mo Salah could have got at least three. And it was absolutely wonderful performance. But you just looking at that, you could just look just from the highlights. Uh, Henderson's running. James Milner's running. They're running at, you know, 50% faster than they can run now. 50%. It's like another 50% faster. And that's huge, a huge difference. And that was back, obviously, uh, you know, three years ago, whatever it was, 2019. So I just don't think we got it in us, Nigel. I don't think they can be rallied. I don't think they can be. We just have to find a way to be more compact, as you say. But about, about, about Jurgen Klopp and and the loyalty thing and Dortmund, is there anything in that for you, Nigel? Um, yeah, there possibly is. Um, the other thing we're missing, I know Henderson's legs mightn't be there anymore, but is his organisational skills. You remember you see him turn around and asking, telling people where to go and, and what to do and, and who to pick up. We're missing a bit of that, and, and, and Virgil was good at it as well. Like, I, I thought when, when James Miller got onto Virgil van Dijk, he was fully right. He, he needed a bollocking because he'd made a horrible mistake. And like, it's not like it. So it's just, I have no problem with Miller trying to keep our team focused. And, and that, but with that, it's just the legs are failing a little bit on some of the older players, maybe. But we, we do need somebody in there barking orders. You should be there. You shouldn't be there. You know, look around and you see someone standing beside you. What are you doing here? You should be back there or up there. Um. It's, there seems to be a little bit of a disjoint within the team. Um, that would be my big worry at the moment, rather than uh, form. I think um, getting getting everything back together and and into this into the swing of the system again. Mm. Mm. You think you think back to basics, Nigel? Back absolutely. to basics. Mm. Back to basics, absolutely. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could talk about the burnout. We could talk about all kinds of all kinds of negatives. I do want to talk about a positive, though, um, with you, uh, uh, Jack Lucho, Lucho Luis Diaz. Um, the man has taken this 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 dysfunctional team, and he's he's playing like he's playing like he 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 means it. He plays it like it. It means the world to him, you know, going a goal down and fighting, fighting for his life. 
and he's backed it up with skill and he's backed it up with goals. And it seems like he's one of the only ones who's playing like we all dream that Liverpool fans, Liverpool play as, excuse me, as Liverpool fans, we all dream that the Liverpool players reflect this, this attitude. Lucho's got it. And it's been, it's been, it's, it's a joy. Like I think maybe it's gone a little bit under the radar because of our general performances have been so awful, but I think he's been, I think he's been absolutely sparkly. I, I would consider putting him up there if this continues for the rest of the season putting him up there with Luis Suarez of 13-14 is that ridiculous um, if you got Suarez level numbers then possibly yeah um, but as you <laughs> said you get that with quite a lot of South Americans and by lord if if every single Liverpool player had the attitude that, that Lucho was possessed since he's coming to Liverpool then we wouldn't be in this situation because the man with a ridiculous strike uh, against Crystal Palace, um, even against Tottenham last season, we spoke about <laughs> in a previous podcast, didn't we? The, that Tottenham game, it was yes, it was a massive deflection, but on that night in particular, he felt like he was a man possessed doing everything on his own. When Liverpool were very short of ideas, and as we've seen, and things have transpired this season. Uh, he could have got the winner against Fulham. He hit the post crossbar. I, I've lost count of how many times he's hit the post. Yes, we want them to be going in, but at least he's getting into those positions. He'll grow in more in confidence. And obviously, once he gets over the language barrier as well, in terms of taking on Jürgen Klopp's instructions and his better understanding with his colleagues as well on the football pitch, and uh, and especially down that left hand side, I think. A Colombian speaking to a Scotsman, the translation is obviously going to get mispronounced or <laughs> something's going to go away with there. But I think once those two have a better understanding, and obviously the Greek the Greek behind them as well, Kostas is probably one of been up there with one of my favourite players this season as well. So I think once we get a better understanding down that left hand side, I think we'll see a a more evolved side to Luis Diaz. His game really in terms of, but he's he's been a breath of fresh air and and especially to it it would have been difficult for anyone to come in to replace Sadio Mane for what he's done for the football club and what he's done for Senegal as well. But what he's come in and replaced Sadio's Mane is, has been his attitude. I mean that's one of the biggest characteristics that you got with Sadio Mane because of how bad he was playing in certain games. He'd always give us a hundred percent and. And he'd always leave every last ounce of effort on the football pitch. You'd know it. Sadio has tried his best, and that's a great characteristic that Lucho's brought to this Liverpool team. And on long may continue, boys. I think once he gets a couple more goals, and the penny does drop in front of goal, um, and a better understanding with Nunes or Jota and, and, and all, the, all the other lads, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. And he's still only quite young, any 25. I think he is so yeah the better years are ahead of him as well excellent stuff yeah no totally he's he's uh he's a joy to watch hopefully his best years are ahead of him yeah but i think they're starting now um speaking of starting now abdul darwin nunez i mean it's obviously been an interrupted start for the obvious reason of that sending off um but how are you now that you've seen him a couple of times? Of course, you know, everyone's looking a bit disjointed, but I, I I, like the idea of Darwin Nunes 
and Luis Diaz linking up with Mo Salah, I still think I think there's a lot to come, and that's another thing I'm 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 excited about when this football finally resumes. Is I think I'm staying positive. I'm staying optimistic about Darwin. I reckon he's going to get twenty plus goals this season. Premier League again? Am I being ridiculous? What do you? How are your hopes for Darwin these days? Yeah. So in general, with the Liverpool team, like there is a very positive. Like I've got all the negativity out, uh, <laughs> which was basically essentially I don't actually know what's really wrong with the team. I just see that there's a lot of attitude problems, and we need to sort that out. And yeah, sort out the structure, sort out the shape. But uh, if I want to put forward a positive argument for Liverpool, it's, it's actually quite easy. I mean, Man City has started seasons badly under Pep recently uh, over the last few seasons. And they work their way into the season. They gain that head of steam. And then the train is just straight out the station. They don't start. They don't lose. And I think after our exploits last season, we definitely, I think, needed to come back down to earth a little um and yeah we 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 had a bumpy preseason we thankfully got the community shield over the line but i'm i've i have been willing to you know begrudge us these bad results uh, at the beginning of the season if it's something that we can learn from and something that we can use to spark our fuel again because yeah like you guys are completely right when you say like there's only so much you can hear of you know let's go again we go again blah 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 there's only so much so many times that you can g up a team um mentally and i think at a certain point um you know going through hardship is always gonna be beneficial if you can use it in a beneficial way so there's a part of me that's even thankful that we've gone through this at you know the beginning end of the season so that you know we can learn from it we can have the fuel in our tank to attack the rest of the season basically and say that this isn't acceptable we need to go forward from here and looking players wise i have absolutely no doubt in my heart that once the team does click into gear darwin is literally gonna be buckets full of goals like i feel like just like harland um goals are just gonna gravitate towards him <laughs> balls are just gonna we're just gonna start seeing some Luis Suarez type, you know, the balls just fall in, in his area, like really luckily. Like so many of Suarez's goals, like I remember just it was just like he created his own luck, somehow got the nutmeg, somehow got the ball came back to him after a clash of legs. I could see that exact same kind of thing happening with Darwin. And I can also just see like the, the thing with Darwin is we signed him because it's like a one plus one equation. It's literally like this. There's something in his numbers that the analytics team has said, this guy is getting disproportionate amounts of goals from these situations. And then we also looked at our other players and it's like, OK, this player, Trent, or this player, Salah, is creating a disproportionate amount of chances in this this situation. And it's like, OK, well, if we put those two together, that's going to that's going to basically be goals for us. And I still very much believe in that plan. I think it's going to come true. We just need to sort out the midfield. Like we've got like Thiago there. If we if we keep him fit, keep him well, and then next to Fabinho, then hopefully one more there. Like maybe Elliot, maybe Cater when he comes back. I still believe. I still believe in Naby. Um, but yeah, once we get that midfield sorted, once the team is back playing at their right levels, got the right attitude back, Trent isn't being a dickhead. Salah's banging goals and you know being Mo Salah again. Luis Diaz is just being himself as he is right now. I think Darwin will score so many goals. So yeah, very much looking forward to it. Don't lose the faith, people. We've got this. Liverpool can come back from this, especially with a three-week break now. We can do. We can definitely do this. Okay, we can do this. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the pos- positivity. The co- the complete antithesis of uh, 
Sikani Banda in the comments who just says Liverpool is dead. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, Abdul. I, I would say though it all hinges on the fitness of Thiago and if and how long Fabinho can carry on uh, in the six. Because even though Fabinho has been a bit of a shadow of his former self, he's still been the best. Like he's the only six we've got. Uh, but if that happens. Um, maybe we can come back. Um, I want to thank you all because we've, we've done an hour, more than an hour, and it's been absolutely wonderful to have have you with us. Um, Abdul, what's going on with Watch LFC these days? Nothing much, uh, you know. Um, yeah, we've got a new logo. You know what I just noticed on Watch, actually, very recently? Go on. Um, our esteemed owner, who everybody loves all the time and nobody has any criticism for ever, uh, John John Henry, <laughs> I just noticed that um, he only follows 63 accounts on, oh, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and only two of them are football related. One of them is at LFC and the other one is watch LFC. No way. Man. So, um, so you yeah. can get into his DMs and you can actually DM him my plan for four midfielders <laughs> in January fantastic man yeah. that's really good congratulations that's yeah really let's, good. let's see let's see if i can uh swing swing something see if i can get him to reply but yeah it really surprised me i saw it i was like what like okay fair enough oh yeah. that's awesome yeah no i mean don't do that obviously because then he'll it'll be quick as quick uh to the unfollow button as uh as he as he was uh to the you know to the fluctuating soybean prices early in his <laughs> career uh so okay um uh, jack what's going on anfield road tv yeah thank you very much for having me on owen great to speak thank to you and obviously nigel as well and everyone listening um look after yourselves yeah i should have obviously an ajax build up this week um central uh, match day blog as well as long as it doesn't absolutely like book it down in terms of the weather but we'll find out then but uh yeah thank you very much gents for having me on and uh, everyone the reds will be back we'll be back we'll be back and, uh, yeah, yeah, Abdul trying to yeah just drop a little uh, nudge or like or like it was it it's like Facebook poke or something like you used to be able to you can't do it on Twitch on Twitter now but uh, to say a nice hello anyway but uh, everyone look after yourselves and uh, thank you Owen and lads as well yeah oh, the Reds will be back to win away so hopefully we absolutely batter Ajax but we'll find out on Wednesday wonderful wonderful answer excellent stuff uh, Nigel um, is it time to go home is it all dead uh, in the shop and there's no more customers what's what's going on uh, well there's no more customers because I locked the door but um, <laughs> no uh, I won't be going home for about another 20 minutes I won't get home until about half past 10 my time. oh wow okay well in that case thank you so much for being no being with us great uh, great to hear absolutely lovely to hear your views Nigel and and everyone in the comments, you are very much appreciated. Alan C just says, Abdul is the man. Yes, he is. And, uh, you know, it's great to, uh, you know, to have, have everybody with us. You know, it's everybody listening to the audio version as well. Um, do give us a follow uh, on YouTube if you want, because I think for the first time in ages, it actually worked today. And I am, uh, you know, spending a, quite, you know, qu quite quite a fair amount of time like doing pointless things like making sort of you know glittery stars in the background and all this kind of stuff trying to make it look pretty for no particular reason other than just to see if i can so if you want to check it out do follow us on youtube but everyone there on youtube you're all 
very much appreciated. You'll never walk alone, everyone. Take care. Speak to you soon.